Hey everyone, welcome into a brand new episode of Straight Outta Crumpton. I'm Tyler Kern and the man himself is joining me today as well, Greg Crumpton. Greg, good to talk to you. Good morning, sir. Hope you're doing well. I understand you had a bit of a uh, commute issue this morning, but glad you made it. So uh, good to good to talk to you as always. Thank you so much. I was worried I was going to have to like frantically text you while trying to weave in and out of you know buses and stuff, just trying to get to work. It's a treacherous world out there. Always pull over prior to texting. That's a good point. Thank you for thank you for the reminder. PSA to all of our PSA to all of our loyal listeners as well. Uh, well, uh, Greg, as always, we have a- another awesome guest joining us this morning. It's Mr. Teddy Burris. He is a LinkedIn strategist and trainer. Teddy, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, I'm glad I was able to come and show up today. I did not have a perilous commute, and I, as Greg recommends, always get to the top of the stairs before I start texting. See, there you go. That's wisdom. Mission accomplished. <laughs> so, Greg, I'm going to turn it over to you. Uh, talk to us about why uh, why Teddy is such a great guest and uh, and what we're going to talk about today. You know, Tyler, in, in business and in my personal life and my professional life, relationships have been the crux of what made those work. And as social media has come uh, become so pre- uh, prevalent and almost dominant for a lot of businesses, uh, as well as personal use, um, it, it, the relationships seem to be at least equally, if not more so important. So having said that, Teddy, I'm curious, tell us how you got started in the business and why your focus on LinkedIn is so uh, strong or so your main focus. Greg, I'm with you 100%. Relationships are key to success in life, career, and business. And I, you know, I I say it that way because everything I do is wrapped around helping people understand that it all starts with a conversation. That's actually my little handle or tagline for my business. And for me, it all starts with a conversation. And back in, I, I took my very first sales job back in 2005. Before that, I spent 30 some odd, and the word some odd gets lots of variability there, some odd years of the technology world. I spent uh, a lot of time in developing software in the early days and then you know, building technology systems and then you know, growing into uh, you know, all areas of technology. Well, my wife and I raised four daughters and we both agreed all along the way that when we were done raising daughters, we can go do whatever we wanted. To. One, of the things, one of the things I've always wanted to do besides being a dock boy, just hanging out on the dock and helping people, you know, tie their boat up, et cetera, et cetera. Well, more productively, one of the things I've always wanted to do was have my own business. Well, I knew in order to start my own business, I needed to figure out this stuff called sales because I'd never done it before. Mm-hmm. So, in, so in 2005, I, I um, left the company I was working for, good personal friends of mine, and went to sell IT solutions for a small uh, you know, computer support organization in downtown Winston-Salem, North Carolina. And so I went to sell. And I, by the way, I asked this guy, Greg, I said to him when I, he hired me, I said, um, I said, dude, tell me the one thing that you know if I do enough of it that I'll be successful as an IT sales guy. And this is uh, 2005, and this is what he said to me. He said, you need a cold call like a wild man. 
Well, <laughs> back in those days, 2005, let's see, 15 years ago, I was 45 years old. And, you know, not that I was uberly successful or anything like that, but I'm like, oh, my God, I got a cold call. Yeah. And I'm not afraid of cold calling. I just knew that it wasn't something I was excited about doing. Well, those words don't like lend themselves to, to happiness right away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, dialing for dollars and, you know, that kind of stuff. So anyway, I very politely said to him, okay, I hear what you're saying. And uh, so I went about following his tutelage because I'd never sold before. And I started cold calling and I, yeah, I got okay at it. I still don't like it. I still didn't like it. Well, I also started networking really hard and going and meeting as many people as I could. And I wrote the, at that time I'd started you know, talking about networking. I wrote the book networking for mutual benefit available on amazon.com for 12.95. I wrote nice. this book. Nice. Nice book. <laughs> <laughs> about networking for mutual benefit. Mm -hmm. And what that, what that is all about, the, the, the edict is all about make a connection, build a relationship, discover how you can help each other. Yeah. And so I started, you know, being very purposeful about networking. Well, in 2005, 2006, I bumped into blogging and Facebook and Twitter. And uh, I said, well, this is interesting. How can I use this to help me grow? And so I started playing with it. And here's what I discovered. I discovered that most of the people that I wanted to meet were on LinkedIn. They weren't doing anything, but they were there. Yeah. Had an account and were watching, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and I also discovered that because more and more people were on LinkedIn, LinkedIn was becoming a pretty interesting sort of like yellow pages, mm. you know, maybe I didn't get access to them all, but I could find them. And maybe more importantly, I could find out who I knew, who knew the other guy I wanted to meet. And so I just started playing with it. And, you know, about by about 2008, I was playing with it pretty decently. I was creating content nothing huge, nothing glamorous by no stretch of anybody's imagination, let alone my own. And I was engaging with people and I was building a network and I was building a brand. And I started discovering that I could find more and more people through LinkedIn. Gotcha. And I, I think 08, if I remember right, is the year I joined and I was then watching, I was not, uh, participatory, but I was just <laughs> kind of watching what was happening. Yeah. So I, I was starting to get pretty decent. And my, my statement is I built up a pretty cool book of business, pretty cool pipeline. And in 2009, my wife and I talked and I said, it's time for us to go start our own business. And we really weren't ex exactly sure what it was going to be. So I went on a journey and I had 120 conversations. I have it in my Google calendar of all the people I talked with that year. And, and more I talked to people, the more they said, you know, Teddy, if you're going to start a business, you better not start a business as a technology guy. You better start a business, something to do with this social media stuff. Wow. Because you're all over it. And, 
you know, you're, you're, you know, you, you are becoming the social media guy in this town. Um, cause I really, I, I was pretty active. Yeah. And, so, and you're still in Winston at that point, right? Right. Yeah. And I'm, I'm still in Winston today. I'm, you know, yeah. so, um, even though I travel all over the country and state. So I, I started thinking about, you know, what do I want to teach? And in the early days, I still have it right here. It's on my desk. It's uh, my name tag that I, my very first name tag I produced when I started my business says Teddy Burris networking strategist. That's what I wanted. I wanted to teach people how to network. Well, nobody understands what that means. So that really wasn't the right thing to do. And um, so then I, I changed my, my, my title, my name, my, gu- my personal guidance and outward statement of who I am to Teddy Burris, social media strategist. Mm. And so that, that really didn't mean, mean anything to me either and meant less to corporate America because you do not walk into an organization that has 2,500 salespeople, tell them you want to teach them how to use social media. They're going to say, I don't want my people playing on Facebook, Twitter, and Tinder. Right. So that was too broad. And and even though along the way I was getting more and more comfortable with LinkedIn, it took a while, about about a year or so for me to realize, you know what I really need to focus on? I need to focus on social media as a business tool. And the number one business tool for social media, specifically in the business to business space where I am the most comfortable and enjoy the most. Is LinkedIn. That's really interesting to, to hear that, you know, from the birthing all the way till today. And I think about a couple of things. So um, Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V mm-hmm. is a guy that I follow and listen to and sometimes go, wow, and sometimes go, holy crap. Yeah. But um, he recently said uh, w- within this year, this is what we're, we're halfway through uh, February. So within the last six weeks, I think he said, um, well, I know he said it. I think the date's right. That LinkedIn today is where Facebook was 15 years ago. And I take that as a positive, uh, meaning we're in our infancy on LinkedIn and understanding the tools and, and, and the value of it. And then the second thing I think about, Teddy, is how you and I met, which was via LinkedIn. Um, mm-hmm. And then... I basically wound up hiring you because of LinkedIn to teach our companies, plural, how to best use LinkedIn. So uh, mission accomplished, you know, on that piece, as far as mm-hmm. I see you, you uh, it, it's so cool to hear. I hate using that word, but it is pretty cool. Um, how those networking and the relationships feed into business, because I, I, I'm such a huge believer in it. And, you know, I've made a living through educating people in a in a sales role. Like mm-hmm. I, I never went out and said, hey, Mr. Customer, you need a new data center air conditioner. But I educated our customers on what was new, what was different, what was coming so that when they got ready, they knew who knew about it and how to buy. And that that was my particular strategy. But and, and still is to a large degree. Mm-hmm. But it worked because I was already having that uh, the, the work done to build a relationship before the sale ever needed to be discussed. So I, I think it's pretty cool. Not, nice story. Yeah, yeah. And I'm with you 100% that um, I, I make a living. And, and, and in my, uh, and my finger is pointing in my head right now. Uh, 
uh, Greg, I say, I, I make a living in my mind. I make $16 million a year. And, and by the way, my business partner is downstairs. And every time she hears me say that, she goes, you need to show me where that revenue is. Um, I mean, I, I, and I make a living by educating people as well. I, I don't sell. I don't market for the most part. I don't sell and I don't market. I, I poke people and make them think. I give them ideas. I share, you know, little teeny nuggets. What was the one I wrote this morning? Where is that? I wrote one this morning that said, um, you know, you'll never know the true value of a LinkedIn connection unless you connect and get into a conversation. Yeah. And that's how I make a living, just by poking people, make them think. You, you just inspired another couple of thoughts, which is, in your words, in real life, IRL. Mm-hmm. And and then the other nugget you taught our group was to like, th- this is more tactician type talk, but make your headline say what you do uh, and not what your title is. Like you may be the grand poobah of networking, but what you do is you connect people so that they can have a better business work life or whatever, you know, yeah, you, yeah. What, what is your do, not your title. And you know, I I love the uh, in real life because if if you're a person like you like me, we do like that IRL that in real life moment. But how do you take that IRL and then cascade it or compound it into the future of how you're interacting uh, on LinkedIn and then in real life again? So it kind of, it's like a you're ebbing and flowing into and out of the digitized world of LinkedIn. But when you're when you're connecting, you also remember having that cup of coffee. Yeah, and this this is powerful. Uh, LinkedIn is not a silo or standalone tool. It, it can't be. If, if it's a, I do it every Wednesday for forty five minutes and then get off. It won't work. Um, and it's not the the panacea, magic bullet, silver bullet. It's not the end all to everything. By no stretch of anybody's imagination. Um, example. So there's a, there's a guy in my community who um, is a high level trusted you know, leader. And, and I want to do business with this company. Now, I'm not going to sell him because I know he's not ready for me. But I'm going to touch him every now and then. That's my words. I, I told this guy who hired me in 2005 who wanted me to cold call. At, at some point, I got good enough using social media networking. I didn't cold call. And he'd go, hey, Wednesday is cold calling blitz day. Like, yeah, well, you guys go ahead and cold call. I'm going to go out and hug people. That was, that was my perspective. And so th- this guy in town, a uh, really good guy. My, my relationship with him is very friendly, but yet not business. And I know it's out there. I know it's going to come. The other day, I saw on LinkedIn that he was celebrating his, uh, I don't know, 15th anniversary of his business. Now, I could have just hit the stupid little button and said, congratulate. No, 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 no. I'm not doing that. I picked the phone up and I called him and um, I used the word dude. So I don't need to use the guy's real name. I said, dude, I am so excited for you. I'm right behind you. I'm watching you grow. I'm watching you be successful of your business. And I just want you to know, I, I appreciate you know following behind you and learning as you grow. Click. Wow. Now, here's what happened. It took a week. He called me back. 
He said, Teddy, your words were really impactful and I appreciate that. And I said, they were sincere. He goes, you know, one of these days we'll have a very deliberate business conversation, but I appreciate you being there. Yep. Planting the seed. You, you never know. Now, if I would have just hit that stupid little button on LinkedIn that congratulate or say congratulate, I would have been in the same bucket with everybody else. And I yep. would not have been, I would not have had an advantage. You would have been number 223 to like it. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> You know, the, the other thing about, uh, dude, uh, that you're, you're talking about is it, it, this is another, uh, cool little tactic that you taught us was how to use the first name only to signify that you have that relationship with people as opposed to using their full name. And I was just thinking about when you were, you're talking about, you know, congratulate or, or actually use a comment or actually pick up the phone like you did because i'm an advocate that 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 handheld device still functions as a telephone i have to remind myself of that daily like pick the damn phone up please um but you know just what what you taught us and how to interweave that the the eq side of our brain into making that person who's reading that one little note out of 227 likes mm-hmm. only uh you know it, it matters to that person so i thought that was a great tactic and i love how you just made that full circle come back around to the phone call yeah yeah who's the guy i think he's a dead guy he said uh, you know make the conversation all about them and, and they said this they said to greg his name is the sweetest sound in any language now teddy adds to that or font there you go. Yeah, it's powerful. You have to, you have to, uh, we're relevant appropriate. Now, if I'm going to send a, a message to, you know, pick any, you know, grandiose, you know, shinier than me shoes celebrity out there, boy, they don't exist. But anyway, if I'm going to send a or, message. Or no shoe celebrity. Or no shoe celebrity who I don't know, I'm not going to call them Steve. Right, right. I'm, I may refer to them as Mr. or I may refer to them as steve last name because that's appropriate until i i feel like i have that relationship to call him steve yeah i think it it makes us think um or you made us me think differently about how to use that because you know if i if i say hey teddy burris nice job versus hey teddy comma nice job the 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 intention of that or, or the, the, the read of that should be, okay, Greg and Teddy are, are they're good. They're not just LinkedIn buds, but they actually know each other. And yeah. I think that lends itself to how to dig for that next contact level, because Teddy may know dude who I'm trying to connect with, you know? And mm-hmm. so it, it, it makes that circle uh, a little bit tighter, a little bit more complete as you're working properly, not, you know, I, I got a LinkedIn request this morning from some guy who was really honest. He said, we've never met, but I'd really like to sell you this tax service. I'm like, <laughs> that, you know, that's the cold call of, of today. And yeah. um, it's still as ineffective uh, as it ever has been. But it's just quicker to delete now instead of having to hear it. Right, right. So, And that's one of the 
you know, you, I don't have these, this level of relationship with people in real life, as well as on LinkedIn. If all I do is collect business cards or LinkedIn connections. And, and I don't, I refuse to be that guy. One of, one of my tactics is if I connect with someone, A, there's got to be some level of relevance. And relevance to me is broad, life, career, business, community, et cetera, et cetera. There's got to be some relevance. But when I connect, Greg, I immediately engage. Yeah. And, and that is what uh, starts that relationship. Uh, and can determine where it will go because if that person wants to have some level of a business professional or beyond relationship with me, when I engage with them, they'll engage back. Yeah. It kind of opens the door for that, that two-way conversation. Um, and I, I think another thing you taught us, and, and maybe this was you, maybe not, you can correct me either way, but was to follow someone before you tried to connect so that you could really understand their level of involvement or commitment or interaction to the platform um, rather than just to blind connect out of the blue. I, I think you taught us that, if I, if I remember right. It may not have been specifically me because I, okay. I don't, um, I, I'm, I have a similar philosophy. Um, so I will research someone, I'll research them, their company, their role. I will also look for, I think you, I remember you and I talking about this at one point. I will also look for their content online. Mm. And one of my little tactics is to bump into people. So gotcha, if you're doing your homework. Yeah. Well, no, even better than that. If I, uh, if I see that, uh, you know, Tyler drops some content on LinkedIn I'll, I'll quickly review it, which means I seriously review it. I may not read it word for word, but I will quickly, quickly review it and come up with a way to engage with Tyler. Gotcha. And that's called bumping into people. And so I, I do this all the time and I do it purposefully and I do it with you know sincere intent, not just to build a huge network. Um, but that's a really powerful way to, to you know, let someone know who you are. Uh, you discover more about them and then maybe where relevant appropriate, my next tactic will be to send Tyler an invite to connect. In my brain, it's the same tactic of getting to know who you're trying to get to know before you just ask them out on a date. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah that yeah. makes sense. So Tyler, you work for a social media company or a social media platform enhancement capability tool for the technically challenged how about that <laughs> yeah um, yeah yes so how so listening to teddy and and i know you're an astute young man uh you probably did homework on teddy before uh, mm -hmm. we got on this call what when, when you're hearing him explain linkedin properly and in, in how he administers his business on that platform what how does that sound to you as a as a millennial or younger, <laughs> uh, how does that, how does that grab you versus if we were talking about Instagram? Yeah. So what's really interesting about how Teddy is referring to LinkedIn to me anyways, is he's taking something that, um, that 
can feel inherently impersonal, right? Where you just scroll through LinkedIn, you you know, you throw a like, someone's, you know, oh, I like this, I like that, whatever, and just keep going. And really taking something that, that has that feels like it removes humanity from it to a certain extent and really putting the human touch points back into LinkedIn in a way that actually builds and fosters relationships as opposed to the way that I think most of us use LinkedIn, which is occasionally just mindlessly scrolling stuff, see something you like, you hit, you know, you hit like on it or, or whatever. Now you can hit the applause button, don't forget. Oh, that's that's a see you you, you know more about uh, you know more about social media than I do. I learned that from Teddy. I I, I need I need I need more Teddy. And but uh, watch what uh, you say there, Tyler. That freaks people out when I hear that. You know, freaks me out. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, Tyler, what you just said. You use ve- you use words that are very uh, important to me. You use words like mindlessly scrolling. Mm-hmm. That that is not how people use business tools. Um, right. Yeah. I mean, I get it. And let me tell you, I get it. I'm I'm on Facebook and Instagram. I love my people there. You know, I mean, I love my people on LinkedIn as well. But, you know, I'll sit down and last night I was watching, uh, what's the Clint Eastwood movie? Yeah, it's, oh, a, it's named after a car. Um, oh, crap. It's another one. Uh, it's another one. It's uh, Dirty Harry. Oh, yeah. So I was okay. watching Dirty Harry last night and I, and I had my iPhone in my hand and I mm-hmm. admit that I was mindlessly scrolling through Twitter and Instagram. But when I'm using social media as a business tool, I do not mindlessly scroll. Right. I purposely scroll. And so it's intentional. It is mm-hmm. absolutely intentional. And then there's another aspect of that too, and that is just because I see a piece of content that a good friend of mine posted or somebody posted um, doesn't mean I'm going to hit the like button. And, you know, now on LinkedIn, like is way more like you got, you know, variations to the like button, which I'm, I appreciate. I think it's a really cool uh, philosophy that LinkedIn added that, you know, the like is applause, like applause, love, insightful and curious. That's way better than Facebook. Their Facebook has that, you know, um, what's it called? The, the the hate button, you know, where you say you absolutely don't like it. Yeah. Um, you know, they have a sad and they have an angry. And yeah. LinkedIn said, no, we're not going to put those out there. You, if, it, if you can't engage with it positively, don't touch it. Yeah. It, you, um, you remember when we met uh, Teddy and did our, our training, um, those were just rolling out because... Mm-hmm. Some people in the class had access to them and some didn't yet. Yeah. Just, yeah. I guess it depends on how they push them to you. But because some people are like, what do you, what do you mean an applause button? Yeah. Uh, and, and some yeah. said, I don't want emoticons. I remember these conversations. I do not want emoticons on LinkedIn. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I celebrate them. I think they are impactful when you use them appropriately. Well, I yeah. think that, that's kind of like the political conversation. I don't go to LinkedIn to learn or to to like or dislike Nancy Pelosi. I just mm-hmm. it's not the right platform to, for me to have those kind of conversations. And I don't think I'm in the minority with that opinion because I read the comments, but it still bleeds over. But like you said a while ago, Teddy, you don't if you don't want 
to participate in a, in a positive way, just leave it alone. You don't have to do anything. You know, it's like a, you don't like what's on TV, turn it off. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. And, and, you know, that's one of my edicts that I live by, Greg, and that is that uh, I never engage on anything political or religious on yeah. so, any social media platform, period. I follow your lead on that, sir. Yeah, there's no benefit. I mean, the, the moment you open your mouth one way or another. <laughs> you just lost half your audience. Uh, in, in, a, in a heartbeat. And, in, in a, and how does that help you? Your, how does it help your professional or your personal brand in any way? I don't see how it could. Yeah, but, but I'll tell you. The three of us can get together one day and we go out and have a hamburger and a glass of cheer wine and we can talk politics and religion face to face. I'm all about that. Right. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not coming. So y'all enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> what? You don't like cheer wine? <laughs> no, I, I like barbecue better if I'm going to Winston. So, um, so you, you brought up a point while ago uh, about salespeople and their sales leadership saying you know, I don't want my people on social media, yada, 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 wasting time, screwing around, whatever. So I think uh, I, I ask myself this and I ask other people this. So I'll ask you as the guru, how do you determine, you know, what the proper or the right amount of time is uh, to spend on social period and then on LinkedIn period definitively? And is there a right answer or is the right answer as I suspect it depends on what you're doing at that moment with it? Yeah, it's a, it's a, a, a huge question I get asked all the time. And, and yeah. my answer is, uh, is, is fluid, but my answer is also this It's I mean, how much time do you spend on your phone? How much time do you spend on email? How much time do you spend researching? Um, and, all and of it. All of it. And so, <laughs> and, and if you look at how we're using a telephone, how we're using email, how we're using text, how we're using, you know, other tools, our CRM tools and et cetera, et cetera, we, for the most part, are integrating the use of those tools into other business processes. Yeah. And sure so enough. that's my answer of LinkedIn. Don't set aside time, per se, for LinkedIn integrate it into your other processes. Example, yesterday I wanted to call 25 um, management consulting companies. So I, I set up a LinkedIn search. I found 25 uh, companies. I then searched and found, you know, the uh, people within those companies. I use LinkedIn sales navigator for a lot of this. Um, and so I, I built a list of about 30 people uh, in LinkedIn. So what I did was I created a process where here's the person, here's the company, find the phone number, find the email address. Uh, and I, you know, I called each of these people. One of my little tactics is I'll call you and say, Greg, I want to talk with you. I want to find out what's going on, whatever my words are. And then I ended with, oh, by the way, I'm going to send you a link, an, an email uh, in the event that's a better place for us to engage for gotcha. you. So you're making the choice theirs of how to engage. I'm giving them the opportunity to engage right. with me via phone or via email because, you know, not everybody wants to do it the way Teddy wants to do it, which right. I think is horrible, but that's okay. <laughs> um, but my point was, 
I just it's the shiny send, shoes, Tyler. It's the shiny shoes. Yes. <laughs> I just didn't send out LinkedIn messages to 25 people and say, dude, I want to sell you this widget. Right. I I researched them. I called them and left a, a message for a conversation, followed up where I could with an email, you know, as an option for conversation. And if I didn't have email, I'd send them a LinkedIn message. And again, my message was for a conversation. I wasn't just doing LinkedIn. I was using LinkedIn as a part of my prospecting processes. Yeah. You're still doing it as a relationship building tool. So, you know, as you said, it's a part of the pie. It's not the pie. So yeah. that makes total sense to me. I bluntly state this. If you're going to treat LinkedIn like a sideline tool that I've got to jump on for a half an hour a day, it's not going to work. Yeah. It will fail you miserably. Yeah, I, I like the integrated, the hybrid approach like you you talk about because, uh, you know, there's some days you won't do it and some days you use it a lot, you know, again, depending on on your need. But yeah. so as, as we're as we're kind of cruising on the uphill side of our uh, of our hour, um, I, I'm curious, you know, if there's and I'm sure you could talk for a lot because there's probably many options and many answers to this question, but if, if there's one thing that, or, or, you know, what, what do most people need to know that they don't know about LinkedIn that could get them more value, meaning either starting to relate to other people or relate deeper to other people? What do you feel like that, that message of that nugget could be to, to folks who are kind of as Tyler said, uh, and, and, you know, they're scrolling through and they're looking and they're making the occasional like, but they're not really engaged in the platform. What's that nugget that people would go, wow. Okay. I get that. I position this philosophy around two things. And first and foremost is a Teddyism. And Greg, I'm about ready to drop another Teddyism on you. And I got the record button going. Don't worry, buddy. Yeah, and Tyler, you can use it as well. And by the way, any Teddyism you hear, um, any any quote that you hear from me, Tyler, it's important that the first three times you repeat it, you mm -hmm. have to say, "I heard this from Mister Teddy Burris." That sounds fair. I I I, I agree to this deal. The fourth time you say it, you can say, "As I've always said," <laughs> but Teddy. <laughs> Uh, on the fourth time, he still mails you the $5 bill in snail mail, right? I've got that all set up with uh, Square. It happens automatically. <laughs> all right, cool. Here's the first Teddyism. It's a journey, not a race. You've you got to think of it that way. If in, in networking, relationship development, branding, personal branding, it's a journey, not a race. If you try to bust through it, and make it happen before it's time, it won't work. It just won't. So, you know, the, 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 you've got to consider that. And then the second thing is this. This is not a Teddyism. It's a Dale Carnegie statement. But you got to make the conversation all about the other person. And if you are using LinkedIn and making connections and sharing ideas and giving out nuggets and helping people 
And along the way, if you're making the conversation about the other person, then you can get permission to talk about yourself. Mm. And once you know or feel that you've gotten permission, I'm an advocate because this is a journey, not a race. And I'm going to say, Greg, would you be willing to have a conversation about your business and my business to see if there's something we can do to help each other? That's I call it ask permission. And I can tell you in real life, that's how it happened. So, well, and that's, yeah, that for me is much richer, way more richer than me, you know, cold calling and knocking on doors and hand out brochures and, and hoping and praying that somebody's going to read that seven page full color brochure. <laughs> With that one that spelled word in it that drives you crazy. Yeah. It just, it just is, it's far richer. So, you know, to answer your question, the nugget is consider it's a journey and a race. Make the conversation all about the other person until you get permission to talk about yourself. I love that. Well said. Well, Tyler, you, you've been relatively quiet today. I'm, I'm assuming it's because you took a, a volume due to your commute. So, <laughs> um, you know, you, you've listened a lot. You really have. Mm-hmm. And I could tell, you know, by now that I've kind of gotten known you a bit through, yeah. through doing this work, um, I can tell you there's a little bit of intrigue there that mm-hmm. your, your, your wheels are spinning a bit, if I had to guess. Um, yeah, yeah. What, do you have one good thing you would like to ask uh, Dr. Burroughs on LinkedIn? Ooh, that is a... Uh... That is a really good question. So my 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 biggest question was going to be what you just asked, and so I guess I will uh, I will try to build on what you said earlier about intentionality and really um, show, showing intentionality with your actions uh, on LinkedIn and not not being passive and really sitting down. And I, I really appreciated Teddy what you said about if you look at it as just you know a thirty minute thing that you got to do every day or whatever, you're not going to be successful. I think that was really I think that's a smart way to look at it. Um, and so I, I suppose I wonder, like if someone is starting from scratch, what's the, what's the first step in how they should approach LinkedIn if they haven't used it at all, or if they've only kind of just been using it to connect with, you know, a few people here and there, what's the first step to really becoming an effective user of, uh, of LinkedIn? So Tal, that's a, that's an important question. I, I, I have to answer that often for college students because I, I, you know, help them and, as well mm-hmm. to you know as they start their journey um as i believe you are earlier in your journey than craig and i are in ours ouch <laughs> <laughs> but here's the answer first of all you got to know your purpose what am i trying to do why am i doing why am i doing this right right and you know maybe you don't know the answer so the very least, the answer may have something to do with, I, I just want to learn. Mm-hmm. I, I just want to learn. So, you know, and, and by the way, my intentionality, my actions, my processes, tactics may be way different than a, a college grads. Um, yeah. Maybe, maybe not. But because, I, you know, I'm, I'm a business developer responsible for growing my business. And, and by the way, my wife does hear those words and, and try to <laughs> hold me to it. So I'm using it for a different purpose and I'm using it differently. So if you're just getting started, started using LinkedIn, then I would ask to think this way. Why am I doing it? 
What's the potential benefit? And if I believe that that benefit may be worth some actions, what are my routine actions going to be? Now, I will, I will offer this one point. Beyond building a glorious LinkedIn profile and beyond working to build a huge brand through your content engagement, there's one thing that everybody, I believe, all those who want to get value out of LinkedIn need to be doing, and that is this. And I just did this to you. Make a new connection every day of your life. Oh, that's really good advice. That is really good advice. Yeah. So accept my invite. I just sent you, dude. <laughs> now that he's not cold calling you. That's a that's a that's a really good point. Well, you know, I I, I don't have LinkedIn up when I'm uh, when I'm doing interviews. You know, I want to be a uh, I want to be focused, but I just accepted it. So there you go. Look, that's, look uh, what I said to you. Look what I told you and Greg. I integrated mm-hmm. into what I'm doing. I'm sitting here talking with you guys. And I, uh, I heard, uh, I, I knew who it was. I knew it was Tyler Kern. I don't know what A stands for. And so, you know, I, while we're chatting, I looked you up on LinkedIn and, you know, I see that you and I share eight connections. Do you know Elaine Jacks? Uh, hmm, I don't think so. Okay. That's all right. <laughs> so, but you know, I mean, it's just how I do things. I integrate yeah. into what I'm doing now, by the way, I never have LinkedIn open when I'm having dinner with my wife. That's smart. That's you know? that, that's that's how you stay married. So that's I've heard. That's real smart. Yeah, yeah. I've been wearing this ring she gave me for 42 years, and that's part of the reason I'm able to do that is because I'm I'm getting smarter. <laughs> there you go. Compound knowledge. That's right. Well, Teddy, you you've been uh, again a, a deeply valued uh, you know friend here and and discussing and and helping us and, and Tyler and I and uh, the world, you know, how, however many hundreds and millions of clicks we get on this to listen. But thank you for taking time with it. Tyler, you want to wrap us up and, and head us out in the right way? Yeah, absolutely. Well, Teddy, that was that really was a fascinating conversation. I feel like I learned a lot and um, I, I hope a lot of other people learned a lot. And hopefully we didn't give too much away of your secret sauce. So everyone still hires you. And uh you know, and, and takes all, takes your advice. So, um, but yeah, Teddy, thank you again so much for, uh, for doing this today. Well, Greg, Tyler, both, thank you for the invite. I really appreciate it. I, I love these friendly conversations. They're much more rewarding to me than trying to teach someone to click, click, click. So thank you both. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well done on, on your behalf, Teddy. And thank you. And Tyler, as, as always, you're, you're a gem behind the, uh, the, the control panel. So thank you for your work. Well, I uh, that that's that's awfully awfully kind of you, Greg. But uh, I really enjoy these conversations, and uh, so thank you for letting me be a part of them. And uh, we'll have more coming up soon. Look forward to it, buddy. Looking forward to it, everybody. Stay tuned for further episodes of Straight Out of Crumpton. But for this one, we're done for the day. So everyone, I've been your host today, Tyler Kern, and for Greg Crumpton, we'll see you next time. 